I think there's a lot of value in that content-driven marketing, right? I mean, what that value that you're providing. I mean, for like Take Easy Automation, for example, we'd be interested in, you know, doing something together like that even. Um, but, you know, content-driven, I mean, that's what, you know, everybody can advertise their products. I have this, I have X, I have Y, I have, you know, this price and this. What people want to see, what we talked about, case studies, application right. notes, you know, the content, how, you know, what distinguishes your product with someone else and how is it utilized, right? And, and what are the advantages of it? So uh, we're here with uh, Vikram Kumar from uh, Easy Automation and ABG. This is in telecast number eight. We're at our corporate offices here in Dallas. So uh, as a lot of people have been pointing out, we have been shooting a lot of content lately. Yes, we have. Uh, it's automation month. We're midway through the month of May right now. Um, we've been, it's taken us a long time to put together this <laughs> this uh, uh, meeting. Um, just uh, some uh, housekeeping. We did eat, have lunch with Vikram before. We asked a lot of questions during lunch, so I hope that we remember to ask all the really good questions again. But uh, anyway, Vikram, you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yeah. uh, who Easy Automation sure. is. Well, and first off, thank you for having me here, Walker and Zach. Uh, really appreciate it. It's good to come down to Dallas and see your operations, and very excited to be here. Um, yeah, a little bit about Easy Automation and our parent company, uh, AVG Group. Um, so the AVG Group is a mini conglomerate of many different electronic organizations operating worldwide, uh, about a thousand employees. Um, we're into industrial automation equipment, um, you know, like PLCs, HMIs, timers, counters, marquee message displays. Uh, we're into printed circuit boards. Uh, we're into semiconductors, uh, medical devices, um, and then we have a different financial services division of AVG Group as well uh, into hedge funds and uh, immigration law. Um, but today we're here to talk about Easy Automation, uh, which is a subdivision uh, of AVG Automation, and um, uh, in particular about the IoT and IIoT space. Uh, Easy Automation has been around since... Uh, uh, well, predominantly famous for the Easy Touch uh, HMI products, uh, been around since 1999, and uh, have been you know expanding uh, for you know over the years. So, you guys, uh, so the e Easy Automation proper, it so that that is the manufacturer's the Easy Rack PLC, which is what we at Intellic use and 4.0 Solutions sponsors as a best in class product, right? We believe that your solution's best in class for. IoT edge applications, uh, you know, it's marketed as a PLC, but for us, we see it as a lot, a whole other, um, uh, for a whole other, a whole other set of applications, not just programmable logic control. Okay, but uh, Easy Automation proper is based here in the states, right? You guys are yes. in. So we're Minnes headquartered in uh, Bettendorf, Iowa. Okay, um, it's actually uh, shares the same office with our sister company Uticor. So. When you talk about PLCs, you know, our history goes way back to 1968 uh, when we first invented the uh, PCC. That was the process control computer uh, for welding controls and for the automotives for Ford and Chrysler and GM predominantly. Um, That's when we coined the term PCC, which later turned into PLC through a company called Struthers Dunn. Uh, for all those uh, that are familiar with Struthers Dunn Relays. Right, yep. Um, and so Struthers Dunn Relays became Uticor, and Uticor and Easy Automation now share the same office. And actually some of the core designers and, you know, engineers back in the initial PLC uh, stages uh, still exist at the Easy Automation uh, HQ offices as well. Um, but, yeah, we've kind of expanded from just being a PLC device to an edge of network, edge gateway device, having Ethernet IP and Modbus TCP IP and various protocols out there to basically encapture, you know, not just a PLC standalone control device, but a full-blown IIoT enabled, um, you know, on the cloud type, you know, in the network type of um, device out there. So, uh, but ABG is a global company, right? That's correct. So AVG's global, easy automation's based in Iowa. 
That's yep. in that's primarily the company that we're we're interacting with. Correct. W- when you go to your website, when you go to Easy Automation's website, one of the first things you notice is you guys sell a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a a lot of products that you yeah. guys sell. Um, and we manufacture all of them. So we're not a distributor at all. One thing we pride ourselves is we're 100% made in the United States for easy automation products. And each of the products are manufactured by uh, ourselves in our Bettendorf, Iowa or Carroll Stream facilities. Um, but they're all our own. Products. So that explains. So you're going yeah. direct to market, which explains the, why your costs are so uh, competitive. Yeah, I there's, mean, one, there's, one of the there's two reasons. Yeah, there, there's two predominant, uh, two primary reasons why our costs are so competitive. One is we're a very vertically integrated organization, so you know a lot of the semiconductors that go into the PLCs, simple 74 HCL series logic gate type of components, that's actually manufactured by AVG Semiconductor Division. Our printed circuit boards, that's manufactured by our AVG Victron Division. So a lot of the internal guts of the products are actually mm-hmm. manufactured by various AVG divisions. So we have you know the flexibility and there's no markups and margins from other types of organizations. So that allows us to A, keep the costs low, and B, it's a lot of it's lights out manufacturing. So you know we're an automation company, so we've um, you know uh, we use very high end technology, surface mount type of equipment to allow high-end BGAs and fast processing so it's you know much faster and we're whipping out tens of thousands of these a month of such type products uh, from the Easy Automation factory through that lights out manufacturing process. Wow, man, that's, uh, I didn't know that part at all. Um, so the Easy Rack, one of the things that you'll notice, like I get these emails from you guys, the Easy Rack starter kit, which we, we bought <laughs> several of them i only recently found out we're only supposed to buy it one time but so they do this easy rack starter kit i think for 279 right yeah it's like under 300 bucks it's yeah kind of, it's so crazy you get a power supply plus the easy rack plc yep. for 279 bucks all comes in one one box and i every time i get the email i email someone in the team i'm like hey make sure you guys buy us another one and then we i found out that it's like a promotional you know but even so the list price on the easy rack is yeah it's 269 dollars i mean you can with a full power supply is 50 bucks yeah power supply is 50 bucks and everything that we do at avg and what we're pride what we pride ourselves on is innovation by design so everything that you see from us is not a me too type product so you look at our power supply has a three-digit display for your output voltage readout, two-digit display for your load current, so no having to hook up an ammeter circuit, um, you know, maintenance timer alert on a power supply, you know, based upon the electrolytic cap, being able to monitor how long the power supply lasts. Same thing with the PLC, first PLC to introduce IIoT and spark plug B. Yep. Um, so everything, you know, the reason, you know, we want to be, and we are, uh, the innovators out there and, you know, the first company to do a lot of things. And because of that, we actually get a lot of control engineering awards, uh, each year consistently for best PLC, best HMI, you know, most unique power supply, um, out there. So we use your power supply actually in a lot of our, in a lot of our applications, not just in the applications where we're using your PLCs, but... We use that your power supply as our like go-to power supply, um, but uh, what I want to do is talk a little bit about how you and I you yeah, and I met. So we definitely. we met a couple of years ago at ICC, either two or three years two, ago. I can't yeah, remember. I think two years. But yeah. um, which was the first time that you I think was at the show, right? Yeah. And uh, we got talking about Arlen Nipper and Sparkplug yeah. B and and uh, and. Um, yeah. After that show, you and I talked a couple of times. We got on a conference call with Arlen, and 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 uh, and you guys, you just basically jumped on the bag one and said, "Hey, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll we'll support uh, Sparkplug B and MQTT." You were already you already supported MQTT on the PLC, no, or did you so, add it? So initially, so a couple months prior to that show, I had met uh, Kevin McCluskey from Inductive Automation at an Automation World Fair, and he's like, "Oh, you know." What, what do you guys have? And he was not so familiar with easy automation and, yeah. and we kind of talked about it. And then he introduced me to Arlen and that's where he, you know, I learned all about MQTT and the IAOT space. I've always heard it as a buzzword, but you know, the, the intricacies of the details of it. So this is really cool stuff, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, I, I think we, we want to be the first, we want to get involved in it. And so that's when we just started developing MQTT, um, you know, literally two, three months prior to, um, the ICC conference, and okay. then we whipped out the whole Spark Plug B, you know, 
couple months thereafter. So one of the things we were talking about was, uh, you know, which is part of the reason. So one of the reasons that we we work with your company, as opposed to working with other PLC manufacturers, is, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, PLCs are PLCs, right? It's logic. It's logic controlled. The, the the manufacturers are so close today. I mean, you you can basically get everything from every manufacturer, right? So at the end of the day, when you decide a PLC manufacturer, you're you're picking the partner, the company behind that hardware over the hardware itself, right? Sure. And so for us, you know, clearly easy automation is incredibly agile. You guys can move at the speed of business. You can respond to market demands. Whereas we've been appealing to other companies in the same way for a long time and just not receiving the same type of response. Although we did from Wago, Wago responded. I want to give I want to give credit where credit's due, but there were there were companies that did respond, but Rockwell Automation for example did not. They didn't feel like they needed to and sure. and that's their their loss at the at the end of the day, but the um for you uh particularly for you specifically what was the appeal of IIoT and the opportunity to be the first manufacturer to adopt Sparkplug B natively in your PLC so you can publish all your tags into an MQTT broker over Sparkplug B? What was the appeal for sure. you? And, and why did you jump on that so yeah, quickly? Th- there's two sides to that. One is just the overall concept of what IIoT is going to bring to the manufacturing process. Uh, in you know U.S. manufacturers and global manufacturers to streamline it to if you know what what you know you're talking about the whole industry 4.0 solution is it's the better more efficient solution for manufacturers to produce product more efficiently cut uh, costs and and improve their overall plant productivity um, so that was just the main concept of why we wanted to get into this IIoT space. Um, there's also the business side of things as well. Um, you know, I really like what inductive automation is doing. They're very innovative. They're, you know, very similar to our type of organization. They're kind of, you know, they're not, you know, they're going against Rockwell and you know, your factory studios and all that, but they're, you know, they're beating the, I mean, they're, you know, disrupting the market, right? No, no with, doubt about with, it. Yeah. And, and so really like their core integrator group and and kind of you know that society that they've built and so you know we as a predominantly an HMI manufacturer initially you know getting into this PLC space though we have niche applications and PLCs throughout you know the world you know this is a business opportunity to say hey yes there's you know everybody and their brother makes PLCs how do we distinguish ourselves um, outside of your norm of Rockwell and Siemens, let's be the first to do something which is better for the manufacturing process, but also just as a whole for the industry. How many units do you move a year of the Easy Rack? Of the Easy Rack? So this is a relatively new product. So, you know, it's roughly a thousand or a couple thousand a month, if, if that. So it's not very large volumes yet. Right. But yeah. still, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, a thousand isn't being right. produced in somebody's garage or no you know, no no so right 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 so the, the easy, easy touch PLC easy line touch is st- easy touch is still your yeah so well your, so we have the easy touch line we have the easy plc line which is our you know first plc that came out in 2004 2005 that's where the volumes are much you know about ten thousand plus per month mm-hmm. of the easy plc line the easy rack just being introduced a couple of years ago about uh what was it now maybe two three years now or two years um, is starting to get traction as what's, well. What's the fundamental difference between the Easy PLC and the Easy, Easy Rack? Rack? Yep. Uh, Easy PLC's extremely low cost in comparison to the Easy Rack PLC. Uh, very, you know, it, it's not as, it's not an edge gateway device. It's not an edge of network, does not have IIoT, does not have all the software capabilities Easy Rack has. It's meant for very, very simple easy PLC, you know, easy type control applications, mm-hmm. uh, very, very, you know, small package form factor. I mean, you in literally in a one inch by one inch module, you could fit like, you know, four analog in, four analog out, um, or eight digital in for like 22 bucks. Okay. Right. So it's a kind of a niche type of, you know, crazy applications like underwater dog treadmill training, you know, people utilizing those PLCs for very specific, small type applications, just higher volume. So one of the reasons that uh, 
so one of the reasons we so there we have some general rules for when we're deciding whether or not we're going to work with companies or not or whether they're cutting edge or not is that you know you have to be able to download software you know um without ever having to talk to somebody right so your software is um you know available for download for the easy yep. react plc right on your website yep. um the uh, a how do how do you afford to give the software away that's the first question i have because developing yeah. software is expensive other companies rockwell automation Siemens, they charge yep. a lot of i mean siemens doesn't charge nearly as much as rockwell does right. but I mean, Rockwell charges just an absolutely absurd amount of sure. money for their for their software. How do you get away with giving the software away? Yeah. Number one. I mean, so we're a hardware based organization. We you know we justify the development cost of software by mass volume, uh, you know, production of hardware and that we sell. I mean, we have fifty thousand customers around the United States alone utilizing various easy automation products. Um, I mean, so it's large volume, it's very cost effective, mm -hmm. a very inexpensive product, um, but it's just large volume out there and it's the exposure out there. And we know the pain, you know, the headaches of Rockwell and Siemens and some of the, you know, the other players out there where people have to get annual maintenance contracts and just to get, you know, you need a dongle or you need a software license key right. just to turn on your, you know, damn PC, right? And right. hook it up. So being able, you know, the reason why we've attracted so many people is, you know, you can go on our website, prices are right there, download the software, simulate your project. You can order everything on yeah, the website. Yeah, you can order everything you on the you website. You don't have to talk to anybody. You can, there, make, you can place your order yeah. on the website. Yeah, it's and crazy. the majority of our business is like that, too. I mean, more than 60% of our business, people just randomly come online, whether they've seen us through an ad or Google or just searching PLCs or HMIs. They come in, place an order, do you know crazy applications, and away they go. So one of the things yeah. that really stood out for me is, honestly, before two years ago, I didn't know. I knew who Easy Automation was. I knew the Easy Touch. Yeah. And I knew of the company Easy Automation. I didn't know anything about Easy Rack because it was obviously a new product. Yeah. But what after I tested it, after I, um, I don't remember if you guys sent us a demo or if we just purchased it, but. After I did a testing, the first thing I said was, you know, where the hell have these guys been? Like, yeah. you know, where'd you guys come from? And uh, because I always, you know, I feel like I'm I'm pretty well connected in the community. Yeah. Um, do you find that you that there's that the community doesn't know Easy Automation's full capabilities and your and, yeah. And if and if so, why? What's the what's the problem there? What's the the yes. barrier. So again, I think because the market is such that, you know, in, in the U.S. market with controls, I mean, you have 57% of your controls market is controlled by Rockwell, right? Siemens is the is second after them, but globally Siemens is bigger. You know, when, when you go out and market, you're a PLC manufacturer, this, people will just automatically put it aside. They won't even look at it. So, you know, when you menu, when you go out and market, you know, our Easy Touch or our HMI, people are a lot more. It's an open item, commodity type of item. People are more uh, flexible on those type of products. So we do mass marketing on Easy Touch and our HMI line. So that's much more well known. We have to discreetly get our PLCs in, or work, you know, or not call it a PLC. You know, for for like Ford Motor Company, where we put these in, we call them health monitoring stations, right? They're utilizing <laughs> the same Easy Rack equipment, but they're health monitoring stations, not PLCs. They actually use some of the PLC control for auxiliary type controls, um, but it's just the way you have to market, in in our opinion, from you know going against the Rockwells and the Siemens and. Like but that. the e the Easy Rack works as remote I/O for existing Rockwell controllers, Correct. right? Yep. And do you are they used a lot in those applications? Yeah, very much so. And so is, saving on thousands of dollars of I/O modules, and you could just tie it directly as uh, Ethernet IP module okay. uh, as a remote I/O device. Tons of applications are out there like that. So we've we we actually just finished a project using your PLCs. We were talking about this earlier, but the so we 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 were choosing between the Siemens S7 1200 and we selected the Easy Rack uh, primarily because we want I wanted the IO, IAOT support. Yeah. And the S7 1200 didn't have it at the time, um, and w and it was an ignition application, so it was. We built all the panels. It was a, we were basically upgrading the controls on an existing um, three process line, right? So it was a year engagement. Yeah. And um, I was actually surprised at how easy it was. 
I remember, so I remember Matt, our one of our engineers, is the one who wrote the PLC code. Never worked with EasyRack before. Never worked with the software ever before. Yeah. Um, and I was actually surprised how little I had to support him writing the code. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to need me a lot more, and he didn't, which yeah. told me that obviously the learning curve with your software is really, really short. Yeah. Well, hey, you probably hire very good engineers. Matt's a very good control well, he's definitely, no Yeah, he's definitely a smart guy. I mean, but <laughs> um, even the smartest yeah. guy, the, right. the learning curves are, are right. long on, mo on most software platforms. Yeah. But again, what I walked away from, I walked from that project thinking, you know, I just don't understand why I don't see more of these in the market. And yeah. so part of the reason we're doing this podcast is we sure. want to... We want our community to know about the easy rack and, yeah. and easy automation from a from a philosophical standpoint you yeah. know the, the company behind the hardware we believe in you guys are agile you're responsive to your needs i in fact you, well, one of your technicians is here today he was yeah. talking about in the latest release of the software there are specific features that were requested by yep. an install base in brazil or something like that right yeah, so, exactly you know you guys are clearly very responsive to the market your IIoT ready out of the box. You support yep. regular MQTT and Sparkplug B MQTT yes. payloads. Um, you now have the Ethernet scanner, right? Yep. So, Ethernet IP scanner so, as well as adapter. Yep. Yep. And so, what what are the what's what's coming down the pike for the Easy Rack specifically? And then you guys have an industrial PC, right? Correct. For edge yep. edge computing. Yep. So and it's if an you ignition want, on board yep. uh, certified product as well. Uh, a lot is coming on for Easy Rack. I mean. The way we get, you know, uh, new features out there, and the way we add it, I love to travel personally, and and my sales group and and the uh, engineering group travels around the country. We talk to applications and uh, engineers throughout the country and say, hey, what is it that you're lacking in a in, in a PLC, or what is it that you're lacking in a in a device? Um, and so that's where we come out with all different types of capabilities, whether they be you know, uh, you know, like on our HMI statistical process control data graphs or 3D, you know, type objects people are requesting or on PLCs, more advanced PID, you know, control loops. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so we'll kind of come out with new features as and when um, customer base says, you know, I'm, this is a pain point. I wish I could do this with a device. And that's how we, you know, we're known as a, you know, a, a fast moving cheetah-like response you know, though we're relatively sizable from our overall group, we act as a small company to meet customer demands and needs out there um, for customized applications and, and support those type of groups. So there's a ton of new products coming out. In fact, this month itself, we're launching 15 new products. Um, so it's been very wow. busy in our uh, engineering group. Um, and then, yeah, on the panel PCs, um, we are Ignition on board uh, certified. And, um, you know, again, uh, just so are those PCs that are, do they come fully integrated with touch displays or do you have a combination of both? Just yeah. so, so, HPC? Well, so we off the ones that are Ignition on board, so we manufacture standalone PCs. Um, these are all from our Uticore division. And then we offer the touch panel PCs. Um, so these are the ones that are Ignition on board are fully integrated, Ignition loaded onto it, um, touch panel uh you know, industrial PCs, okay. you know, from anywhere from simplified applications needing less processing speed from i3 processors to more advanced i7. And what's the price yeah. point? What's the range on your price point for your industrial PCs? Yeah, so they range, they're about, uh, you know, about 1500 bucks to about $2,500, $3,000, okay. depending on the size that you go through. Okay. Um, but they're, you know, they may not be the most competitive, like as compared to the Easy Rack, uh, but they're kind of the fully loaded, IP67, Class 1 Div 2, stainless steel bezels are, you know, Uticore is meant for the Uticore tough and rugged sure. type so applications. So you're talking, you, you, these are the higher end applications. These are the higher end. Edge applications, yeah. right. A lot of food industry utilizes them yeah. because the stainless steel requirements, a lot of automotive, um, but yeah, higher end applications are the panel pieces. Any other products that you would say fit within your overall IIoT strategy that you want to talk about? Yeah, so we'll, we'll soon, uh, incorporate the spark plug B on two of our uh, other products are HMIs because I yeah. think that's a you know one it's a fast mover and and B I think a lot of you know there's not very many HMI companies that have the spark plug B protocol and and just MQTT on it so we'll be doing that on our HMIs as well as our uh, marquee message displays right I mean a lot of you know like, like you take it forward for example they have their FIS system or, or various plants want to monitor the data so you know what's IIoT all about 
recording the data, putting it on the cloud. I mean, we talk about machine learning, improving efficiency. Part of that is also displaying that within the factory. Right. Now, if we integrate that all through the system, so you know, if Ignition could just read all the tags from, you know, we have a smart marquee that can just read all the tags from Allen Bradley control logics. You literally, you know, you don't have to do any ladder logic to put the message in. It's all programmed in our marquee. Now, if you can integrate that into Sparkplug and to the Ignition platform, it just makes, you know, plant efficiency and monitoring that much easier. So will the so so will the HMI be publishing over Sparkplug B to the ignition broker? Yeah, just like our user rack. Does. And and will it contain system information about the HMI, things like yep. serial number and all that kind Diagnostics of stuff? Diagnostics. Diagnostics yep. of the HMI itself. Same yep. and then on the smart it, the smart marquee is also going to support Sparkplug B. Correct. And will it be able to it, it'll be able to consume the messages from Ignition is that I mean, the idea? Yep. Okay, got it. Understood. Yep. Wow, that's slick, man. One of the I'll tell you this. One of the things that I think most manufacturers are missing out on with IIoT, most OEM, MQTT is the perfect protocol to publish system information about your hardware over. Yeah. So there's a lot of context in hardware that I wish manufacturers made available. We talk about this in all videos all the time. Yeah. Relative humidity inside inside the unit. When when was the last time the unit was powered back up or powered down? Yeah. What what was the last fault? Yeah, internal fault code. Yeah. Um what's the serial number, model number, all those things yeah. that are it's important contextual information for your hardware that in the old days was never published over the network yeah. because the value didn't outweigh the cost, the the the, the, the expense yeah. in the but right. MQTT makes it so easy. Yep. And you look at a lot of manufacturers who are using leveraging MQTT and they're not publishing that information. They're yeah. they're allowing you to send messages over MQTT, but they're not sending pertinent information about their hardware Correct. using the protocol. So that's that's slick that you're doing that, man. Awesome. Yeah. Um there was a couple other things that we talked about <laughs> earlier. I want to make sure we touch on have I missed anything that we talked about earlier? Anything that's off the top of your head? Are you falling asleep? No, no, no. I was thinking about <laughs> Zach was on a red eye last night from LA, so he's like... Easy touch, the spark would be... Yep. Easy rack. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to go... We're meeting with Inductive Automation. So yep. Vikram and I are going to go meet with uh, IA out in Folsom, and we're doing like a lunch and learn. Yeah, right? lunch and learn with all the sales engineers and kind of uh, associates and kind of... It. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... That, wouldn't that be slick? I know the reason I'm there. The reason I'm going there is to talk about application because we've done applications yeah. with the Easy Rack, and so. But you, you guys will be so doing we just your. Wanna, you're hosting. Yeah, so we're hosting it. We want to, you know, further educate so the Salesforce. Uh, I'm okay with it. I guess uh, you know. Let me run it by uh, Don and okay. see if he's cool with it. But I'm all. I'm okay with it. I think it's good. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, so, I think it'd be, it'd be awesome. Great, great marketing. Yeah, I think it's great for all of us. His, yeah, Kevin you know, Travis is going to be in there. there. Sales group, be there. Sales group's um, going to be in there. The entire sales group. Yeah. So yeah, we we're going to basically. He's going to do a lunch and learn. I, I'm really just there to talk about the applications that we've that we've used with the Easy Rack. So yeah, specifically fine. centered around IIoT and. Right, but yeah. the community I think would like the contextual information of application. Let me ask you this: What's yeah. the what's been the biggest? Um, What's been the biggest barrier to getting information out about the easy? I mean, like, um, you know, what it, what, why is it more people don't know right. about the Easy Rack product line and what you guys are specifically doing in IIoT? Right. What's been it's, that barrier? It's kind of like I mentioned while we were having lunch, is you know, you you market out a PLC in the United States, you don't get your return on investment unless you're Rockwell or Siemens, right? Because they control the market itself. So we don't really go out and push, you know, the easy rack out in the space. So it's really the recognition that easy automation does not have for its PLC lines. Okay. Okay. Um, but, you know, you go out and once you go out and explain to the community that, hey, it's, it's not only a PLC, maybe if you don't want to mess around with your PLC, but you need an edge gateway device, you need an edge of network device. Right. You know, that's where people's ears start opening up and say, okay, well, you know, and, and there's been debates. Maybe I don't even call it an easy rack POC. Maybe I just call it an easy rack device, do right? You, do you want to know <laughs> one, of, one of the big things that we yeah. use your the PLC for yeah. is to do Lambda 
okay. uh, Lambda functions. Yeah. So I, I, we've bought, I don't know, probably a dozen of them all together now, but the most of those that we've bought, we haven't even used in projects. We're using them in our own products. So we're buying the EasyRack PLC. We're not buying any IO with it at all. All we're doing is we're doing post-processing of information and that of data and then publishing that data over Sparkplug B back yeah. to an ignition broker. And we're doing what we would normally do with like AWS Greengrass, we're doing that in an EasyRack PLC. There's a whole host of um, functionalities or applications for the PLC that aren't programmable logic control. Right. You know? And it can, I mean, so that's, you know, so again, how we market it is, you know, one device, but, you know, whether Edge Gateway or Edge of Network, but it is a full-blown PLC. Right. I mean, whether you want to do PID control, there's certain function blocks, advanced math capabilities, you know, and again, it, it's one CPU. It's not like, you know, you have, you know, a MicroLogics to a Compact Logics to a Control Logics, and then you limit, you know, you know, the features per station. We embed everything into one CPU, into one software. I mean, it's a full-blown PLC. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy because you can yeah. do Modbus Master Slave. Yeah. You can you can do M- flat MQTT, Sparkplug yeah. B, Ethernet, uh, Ethernet, Ethernet IP scanning. Yeah. You can. I mean, there's really no DeviceNet, Profibus yeah. options. It's a um, for two hundred yeah. and something dollars, man. It's just yeah. it's kind of crazy, and that's the thing I keep saying over and over again is I just can't believe I don't see them everywhere, and it's clearly a uh, crisis of communication, I think, right? It's yep. uh, just the, you don't just have, awareness. Yeah, people you just know, aren't people, aware in the market that yeah, they're... People are, you know, they get, they're very aware of the easy touch. Yeah. You know, when, once they see that, you know, the easy rack can do, you know, in conjunction, not only as a standalone PLC, but in conjunction with their existing controllers that they may have in the plant, um, that's where the awareness, you know, uh, expands. And then they say, wow, you know, you know, who, who would ever thought Ford Motor Company? I mean, they're strict Rockwell, old school. They they wouldn't switch, but they're utilizing our Easy Rack devices. Yeah. Right. I mean, they they would never, you know, nobody would ever think of that though. That's right. right. It's true. So. It's true. Anything from you, Zachy? Uh, we didn't talk about. You were on the podcast last year. Yeah, at the ICC <laughs> conference. That was a. Was a good <laughs> when Zach got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, yeah, so you're gonna be back there again this year. Yep, most definitely. Yeah. Who are some other other software strategic partners that you guys are looking at working with, embedding their software on your product? You know, you do the ignition edge on board. Yep. Is there any other softwares that you're looking at? Uh, in particular, like integrators, or are you talking about softwares like, like integrating through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting their software on your hardware, so like maybe going straight to Amazon Web Services, for example. Yep. Um, well, we've already tested it. Factory Studio. Yep, Factory Studio. So what Amazon about Sorba and, Technologies? Yeah. Like Sorba's AI platform would be yeah. a good one. Um, Factory Studio on the Edge, on the Edge PC would be a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah, we Are haven't you, officially partnered up with any of these other organizations. I mean, but, you know, Ignition is kind of what started the whole right. idea and, you know, uh, give a lot of credit to Arlen Nipper and um, yeah Arlen and yeah. I had so I remember a couple of years ago after the first conversation Arlen called me and it was just the two of us on the call and he and he was very like super excited uh, primarily because he's like me we, we Arlen and I or I'm more like him I uh, he and I both share the belief that in order for uh, IIoT to truly take off in both Greenfield and Brownfield implementations, yep. in Greenfield it's really easy, right? I mean, because you can bake in IIoT ready yep. into there. There's not an increased cost. The issue yep. is Brownfield. How do you integrate legacy systems into an IIoT infrastructure? And we believe that you have to do that by keeping the total cost per node on the edge to $800 or less. We believe yep. that 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 you're not gonna integrate in all your lines um, into an IIoT infrastructure unless you're gonna spend $800 or less turnkey. That's the number, right? Yeah. We kind of thought about that as well as to integrate, you know, those older legacy networks. A lot of plants out there have DH plus, blue hose, remote IO, and we're we're now the only company left in the world that supports DH plus and remote IO natively on our HMI. So one of our thought processes is once we implement the Sparkplug B protocol on our HMIs, 
making that as an edge gateway device through our HMI to be able to take the legacy equipment out there and you know that is on an older network and still be able to get into the cloud and still get into the IIoT field. Yeah, because um, right now your options are with Data Highway Plus yeah. is you got to use like DH Plus Rio right yeah. in a Compact Logics or a Control Logics, which yeah. is expensive, yeah. really expensive. Yeah. So you got to use DH Plus Rio to to bring that that DH Plus network all the way back to a gateway, yeah. and then you can so, convert it. Good. Yeah. All right, any other? Uh, well, what, you know, why don't you take this chance to tell us what's going on with you? What uh, what do you have going on? You haven't talked a lot in this podcast at all, which is not – yeah. Uh, what do you got going on with you? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, it's it's always good being out here in Dallas, you know, like going to a 1 a.m. flight and red-eye to <laughs> Dallas and being happy about it. It's like <laughs> makes me know that I'm happy and passionate about what I'm doing. Um, the feedback from the community has been really large. Uh, the CSIA conference was excellent. Um, the partnership, the sponsorship, and the promote marketing campaign—that kind of package that we did for Tatsoft—was really exciting. We got you know over 100 respondents for the survey, um, which is going to help them drive value, add features back to their platform. You know, with that kind of agile, community-driven mindset, but also potentially maybe even some leads for them as well too. But more so that brand recognition, getting the name out there is where I see us really driving value in the market because, I mean, I mean, there's people even t today in 2019 that don't even know what Ignition is, right? So you know they've never heard of platforms like Sorba or maybe companies like Easy Automation or maybe Flow Software, Factory Studio, Tatsoft, you know, all our other best-in-class products. So, you know, that is really exciting. And, uh, you know, I hired my first editor this is week number two and he's been doing really well and that was like a big step outside of my comfort zone because i kind of wanted to just kind of keep zach scriven media small enough to where it was keeping me busy but i didn't have so much like i, I was kind of more so just doing the work and not managing people but as i've grown you know like our needs are getting bigger and so i have to push aside my own fears and insecurities and then grow to service that industry, right? Because it's it's kind of our obligation now. It's our duty to show up for our community, industry 4.0, you know, digital marketing, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff. So I want to do another course here pretty soon because the first course was really exciting. Mm -hmm. So I want to do maybe like LinkedIn for business or like YouTube for business, um, kind of help package some of the information of what we've learned in the last year and give that as another resource out to other system integrators or manufacturers or, you know, whomever, and then potentially also grow our partners with the 4.0 solutions network. Um, any travel plans, any shows you got coming up? No, nah, it's been really light, man. It's really light. I want to do something with Mary just as a, you know, like non-business thing. Um, but gosh, what else? I know like ICC, like I think, towards the fall it'll start picking back up conference season again but right now i really don't have anything on my radar i might have to change my linkedin headline <laughs> uh, i actually thought of a couple of more questions that i can't believe i forgot so number one when people have heard of easy automation so yeah. when i when i mention it they'll say um oh you know aren't they like Automation Direct, or you know, they'll they always yeah. do an association between yeah, 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 Easy yeah. Automation and Automation Direct. Right. So, um, do, do you want to explain the yeah, you know the sure. what, what's a what's the the diff the we're two different companies two different, first off. So yeah. we used to be partners together, uh, and it's public knowledge. So um, uh, in the '90s, we were actually the direct manufacturing partner for their HMI's uh, equipment out there. They're a Chinese, you know, owned by a Japanese Koyo organization, manufacture everything in China. Um, they made a Chinese knockoff of our product. Uh, it was a very, very large lawsuit, uh, one of the largest in the industry, over $200 million lawsuit, uh, which we won on all 57 claims and happy outcome in the end. Uh, so we parted, com uh, parted ways after that, but it was a blessing in disguise because it allowed Easy Automation to grow besides just being an HMI company um, you know, with the easy touch, it allowed us to get into integrated HMI PLCs and standalone PLCs and timers and proximity sensors and timer uh, counters and power supplies and everything. 
Um, so yeah, we are two completely different entities. Uh, of course, um, you know we're a hundred percent made in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that we're, which we're very very proud of. Uh, and of course now you know with this new tariffs coming in, uh, you know twenty five percent on you know over three hundred billion dollars of products uh, manufactured in China that are going to tariffed. Um, you know we're expecting very good results against that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, yeah. It's, it's, again, it, it's a testament to how innovative your manufacturing processes are that you can manufacture in the U.S. and and still, you know, I mean, your prices beat a lot of what Automation Direct can provide, yeah. and they're and they're doing it with much much cheaper labor. So yeah, that's uh, China. Yeah. What about um, uh, how how much time do you spend going to trade shows and expos and and actually? Um, setting up a booth and so we, we, we used to do that quite a bit uh, but not as much anymore I, I, I feel like the you know the first off the easy touch brand is out there and very well, uh, well accepted um, most of our advertising is through I mean we were known as the innovators as um, belly band the belly band organization yep. now inductive shares that space with us uh, quite a bit actually uh, yeah so the belly so the first thing before you open up a magazine you have a belly band that wraps around it we were the first one to design that we should have patented or something through the you know through the magazines, but uh, with control engineering and automation world and design world and control design, that that's our main. Yeah, last you know, month's control engineering was yeah. the announcement for Ignition Eight. Yeah, from exactly. Belly band. So that yeah, so, belly band so we share that now with Ignition on control engineering. Uh, but yeah, our go-to-market is yeah. I'm much more yeah. of a fan of the, the hat sponsor spot, but <laughs> I, I, I dig that. I dig the I dig the hat, man. I I, I like. The whole hat concept, it, I think it's counterintuitive. You know what I mean? I don't think most people would think that it's, but I mean, I've seen its value, you know, <laughs> like close up. So it's, uh, I, I, we were talking about this earlier about how even marketing is changing. Like oh, yeah. how it's, you know, we were talking it's going about- going very digital. Yeah, yeah, everything's moving digital. Yep. Uh, you know, having authorities in the space advocating for your, we were talking about this. Micro influencers. Yeah, that that it, it matters. You know, I mean, when an OEM says, "Hey, here's here's the list of products I sell, and they're awesome," they're never going to tell you that they're not awesome. Right. You need independent authorities to tell you, "Oh, you know what? These actually do what they right. what they case what studies, they, what application notes, exactly. videos of you know running systems out. Yeah. And that's why that type of marketing matters. You know, that's it's why we started 4.0. Yeah, it's or the whole idea, the whole well, concept was. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's um, I'm you, take part of it's uh, you know, it's it's amazing, you know, how many product companies have either reached out to me or I've reached out to and said, hey, I really want to test your product, I want to profile it. Um, Tossie box. Yeah, Tossie Box, uh, you know, Factory Studio. Uh, there's a long, there's thirteen or fourteen of them so far um, that that we've tested their products, and I'd say. Half of them are I've deterred, you know, I, in my opinion, are best in class and the other half just didn't, you know, didn't make the cut. But the the, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, what's ultimately going to delineate products in in the market is it's it's less uh, feature and functionality and more philosophy. Um, That's ultimately what's going to delineate in uh, in the market. You know what I mean? Values. And it, it's values. It's it's the overall philosophy, the way that you go to market. Flexibility, adaptability. Yeah. Flexibility, adaptability. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm all for people making money, but I'm I want I want I also want people to be values based. I want them when faced. I I'm, I can make a good living here, and I can make a good living here maybe, but I make a little bit more. And but if for me to make a little bit more, I've got to. I've got to exploit, you know, yeah, my clients yeah. or I've got to, you know, maybe tell a white lie or whatever. And I, I want the person, I want to work with the people who choose right. to do, to do the right thing, you know? I yeah. Ask the question, buddy. <laughs> so you talked about, um, kind of the, the band around the magazine. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a way that we can, so part of what Zach's driven media is doing with 4.0 solutions and, and, uh, Intellic. Yeah, kind of my two primary clients is building like out an advertising network where we can par- partner with brands like Flow, like Tatsoft, and, yeah. and d- do these campaigns. Um, so, but without 
change so imagine if our content was like the magazine yeah with you can like get working with a sponsor or an advertiser to wrap around the magazine but without yeah. changing the content in the magazine because walker's biggest thing is maintaining his own independence own authority yeah um but we're building out this really powerful audience and network and advertising consortium almost right. um how like you know the hat was one thing that we did um the sponsored videos yeah. like how how could how could we continue to build that out but without having it be losing its independent values right yeah, you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah from your perspective what from your per, that's a good that's a really good question from your perspective how how what is the best approach you know because i don't ever get paid yeah for any any money essentially goes to more production right it, Right. It's essentially my revenue stream. That's right. Zach is, yeah. you know, the sponsorships are what makes it so that we can create the content so that we can right. continue. But I never get a, a penny of it because I have to maintain my independence and my opinion. And, on, right. Right. And so what we want to do is build up a much larger. Um, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of value in that content driven marketing. Right. I mean, right. what that value that you're providing. I mean, you know, at Dick Easy Automation, for example, we'd be interested in, you know, doing something together like that even. Okay. Um, but, you know, content, I mean, that's what, you know, everybody can advertise their products. I have this, I have X, I have Y, I have, you know, this price and this. What people want to see, what we talked about, case studies, application right. notes, you know, the content, how, you know, what distinguishes your product with someone else and how is it utilized, right? Okay. And and what are the advantages of it? Not, not a salesman just trying to push down, you know, product down someone's throat is how is it bettering your, you know, productivity? How is it bettering your machine? Um, and that content is a lot of value, uh, in, in my opinion. I, I had an yeah. idea that we should do it. I had an idea that we could do like, a, you know, an easy rack versus, uh, you know, Groove Epic, like pit them against, even though they're not really apples to apples, just yeah. kind of what can you do with this one for this price versus this one exactly. for that price? Because people are gonna ask that question. Yeah. Because that's exactly the point, right? So with the the easy rack is the, let's say the $500 price point, right? The Groove Epic is the $2,000 price point. And then you've got the Bedrock, and you still have the OSA, OSA remote right, from Bedrock, out. right, at the $2,000, and then you've got the Bedrock core platform at $10,000, right? Yeah. And the, what, what the community wants to know is, when do I choose the, you know, if we say these are what you need to do at best in class yeah. for IIoT, yeah. the question that needs to be asked is, when do I select the $500 one? Yeah. When do I select the $2,000 one? And yeah. ultimately, you know, um, but you, you really have to have the support of the manufacturers to do right. that. The last thing in the world you want to do is, no, it's have, you know, yeah, pit against you, want it, yeah. them, you want them to be on board to right, say right. that there's value in the market doing that. Yeah. You know, I, I'd be totally for that. Obviously, um, we obviously discuss with the other manufacturers as well. One Auto of the, 22 yeah. would be open for it. Yeah, too. Benson okay. would definitely go for it for yeah. sure. One definitely. of the things that we you, you mentioned challenges, right? Uh, and, and with the Easy Rack, I mean, you, you just kind of pointed it there. You know, you got a five hundred dollars solution, you got yeah. a two thousand dollars solution, you got a more expensive. People automatically assume because you have a low price tag right. that your product is cheap or crap. But, you know, that's why we use the word inexpensive always. Yeah. But so that's kind of, you know, it was a marketing decision. You know, I mean, yeah, we could charge 500 bucks for these. We could charge 1000 bucks for these because it, you know, but that's been one of our challenges too is that just automatically people look at the price tag and they're worried, price hey, is this value. thing? Exactly. Um, Which is but, exactly, by the yeah. way, what Tatsoff said. Exactly. It's, it's literally what tat, yeah. Tatsoff is lowest in. The is, same thing rings true for my course. Yep. But if I charge more for it, people would value the information more. They might spend more time going through right. the modules. Yeah. yeah. It, but but my opinion mm -hmm. is, and my, my overall opinion is, is that your the price of the Easy Rack is closer to where the price should be for 90% of all the IIoT applications out there. There are going to be unique IIoT applications yeah. where the hardware is gonna be, I mean, you think about more it, the average PLC yeah. you purchase has 10 times more horsepower than you need, right? They, yeah. It's a simple reality, right? It, especially if you're going into the Copac logics and Control Logics lines. Mo most people don't know that they're buying Ferraris 
and what they're doing is riding a tricycle to the end of the driveway. Right. I mean, that's and 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 they're wait they're le- they're wasting their money I mean, just, on on those oh, solutions, yeah. right? Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I believe your price. Well, I do believe you're you're way less expensive than you need to be. Um, the reality is is that the fact that your software is free, it's intuitive, it's in, it's easy to use, and then when you look at the full breadth of the solutions available in the uh, in the Easy Rack, yeah, um, and then we, we've tested it in the field, we have in production implementations, and we know that they're reliable, and we we know that they pass the test. Then I, you know, to me, it it you know they're. I think they're underpriced. Yeah. But I think that that low price is a huge advantage to the market because there's a whole host of implementations we have to do out there that are going to require right. that $800 or less. And that's the, one of the reasons point. why we price the Easy Rack at its point. Because we, you know, one thing is, yeah, Easy Automation is known as a low cost automation, you know, provider and, and price is a big component. The reason why we price it, I mean, we could have priced the Easy Rack a little bit higher, but the reason why we did this is because. People sometimes think, oh, IIoT, getting all the data in the cloud, doing that, it's such an expensive solution that, no, I mean, do I really want to invest the money to do that? It's really not. You you don't, you know, and and that was one of the main motivations, too, is, hey, you can get the benefit of increasing your productivity, getting into the IIoT space, doing the whole Industry 4.0 solution um, at an affordable cost, you you know, and you can do that. That was one of the deciding factors that, you know, when I made, okay, well, let's price it at this point as opposed to, you know, double the cost or something like that. So if people want to reach out to you for, uh, you know, to find out more about Easy Automation, the Easy Rack, your IPCs, your whole IIoT initiative, um, easyautomation.net. Yep, easyautomation.net, E and then the letter Z, automation.net. Okay, great. And um, we highly recommend you check out uh, Easy Automation. it is a best-in-class. certainly a best-in-class uh, for Edge applications and Sparkplug B out of the box. In fact, it's still your best bet for Sparkplug B on the Edge in terms of uh, PLC and those, those applications. Um, there isn't another. There isn't a better solution out there yet. So, um, highly recommend that you guys check out their their solutions. I think you'll be overwhelmed with how easy it is to work with the company and you'll be really impressed with the technology. Vikram, thanks for joining us, man. We finally having, we yeah, finally made it happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really definitely. excited. Um, Zach, uh, thanks, for, thanks yeah. for catching the red eye. He's falling asleep over here during <laughs> the... Yeah. I'm ready to go. And, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys in the next podcast. Cool. Thank you. Awesome, man. Sweet. Thanks. Good job. Yeah. yeah.